West Limerick 102. You're listening to Tech Thursday on West Limerick 102 FM. Hello there and you're very welcome to Tech Thursday. This is Patrick Sheehan with you for the next hour or so. Uh, as always, I'll be answering any questions you might have tech related and we'll be talking about some of the latest in tech. Uh, if you want to contact the show, uh, you can ring 069-66200, or you can uh, text or WhatsApp 0871669800. And as always, of course, you can email reception102 at gmail.com, and you can mark it for myself, Patrick Sheehan, or for Tech Thursday, and I'll get back to you with the question. Uh, so we actually have Mark in Limerick, actually, with the first question this week. And they said they have a Dell 3020. He said he bought it new in 2014. He said it was fairly good specs at the time and he was playing games and stuff, but he said he finds it too laggy nowadays. And what upgrades can he do to, to make, kind of make it as fast as possible um, on a bit of a budget? But he, he'd like to spend a few quid on it. He find, finds it a good, reliable computer. So what upgrades can he do? Um so I I was looking up a little bit into it, and um, uh, you can start, there's a few different ways you can go about it, and you can go uh, and do a few of them together, you know, not just choose one, but multiple, the more you do, the better you, the better it goes. So, And this can uh, work in general with some other, with many other computers as well that are, that are capable, but some are more capable than others and some are more proprietary where you can't do too many changes. But for this specific uh, Dell Optiplex 3020, this is some of the upgrades that can be done, but it goes with lots of different brands and things like that. Uh, these are fairly generic, uh, but I was looking up ones that would specifically work with his um, computer. So where you can start off, the simple way to start off is um, upgrade the RAM. So they come with a, this specific one has an i5 processor and 8 gig of RAM. Uh, but that can be upgraded, actually 4 gig of RAM in some cases. It actually 4 or 8 gig of RAM, but it can, that processor itself, because uh, I was looking on a few different forums and... Some say it can only take up to eight, and some say they have put sixteen in. But a uh, good few now seems to have um, used sixteen. I was actually chatting to somebody about it as I was doing my research and said, "Yeah, that they have a they have a thirty twenty with an i five running sixteen gig RAM fairly um, reliably, so it can take up to DDR three RAM. It can take up to sixteen gig RAM. So that's a big jump up from." Um, It'll just your your speeds will be much better. And the next easiest thing to do for upgrading is uh, the actual hard drive. So you can um, you can do it yourself, or you can take it somewhere to be done. But to, onto an cloning the drive that's built in onto an SSD drive. So it's a normal HDD hard drive. Um, that can be the the. The speed from those compared to SSD drives wouldn't be half as good, you know. Um, the SSD drives is solid state drive, so there's no spinning disk inside that needs to boot up and needs to keep spinning, like reading a like a CD built into it, pretty much. Um, so, and a solid state drive is much more instant, and boot up times, loading times, everything like that is so much quicker. So. Um, Getting your drive cloned or cloning your own drive, there's there's lots of different um, 
Parsion softwares, Easus, and there's a few other ones where you could actually plug in the drive uh, internally as a secondary drive and then clone your own drive onto it or there's cloning machines or there's different ones where you can pretty much clone your drive onto it and you could use your original drive then as a secondary drive afterwards you know once you check that the ssd is working well and booting up you can format your own drive and use it as a storage drive or something like that so you don't lose it uh, so that'd be another thing that would make a massive difference between the ram and the and the hard drive itself an ssd drive makes a huge difference i'd say on visible difference, I'd say the SSD drive would be the most visible when it comes to noticeable differences. After that, then, uh, he, he was talking about games and things like that. So, um, uh, the ga- for gaming-wise, um, graphics card upgrades would be, um, would be the next step to go. And there's loads of different ones. Um some of the ones I was looking at that are that are compatible is the uh, GTX 950 or the 10 1050 Ti. Um, there's lots of different ones. Um, the bigger you go, the more power draining they are, and it only comes with a 290 watt power source. So that's another thing is uh, you can upgrade the power source. Um, but they have I was looking them up. They have a priority plug-in which is different from normal um power sources so you'd have to get an adapter a 24 pin well a standard uh 24 pin adapter to an 8 pin adapter which is it has an 8 pin plug in the mo- in the motherboard so you'd need a 24 to 8 pin adapter to go with that specific computer you probably wouldn't need that on most other ones there's a, there's a fairly standard 24 pin on most motherboards so uh, you could upgrade up to a 500 watt, 400 watt, whatever um, would suit your budget uh, to increase the power because a bigger um, c- uh, CPU would, would be more draining on the power. Uh, depends on some. Some are very good and they can create what's called bottlenecks. Say if you put in um, a CPU that, uh, that needs a lot of power uh, into a low-powered a power source in your computer then you can um you can uh, uh find it it's sl- actually ends up slowing it down it actually gets worse because it's a drain on the power of the computer and there's different parts of the computer fighting for the power so uh but an increase in power w- along with one of those would make a massive difference in sp- it would be much more improved so um yeah i think uh going up to maybe 400 500 uh uh, what uh, power source and and most of these things are pretty easy to change out you can look up youtube tutorials and things like that along with like a geforce gtx 950 or whatever suits your budget uh different um uh, uh gpus uh graphics cards as i say um that will be the right size to fit in your computer because there's a cage at the back behind the plug-in uh, from the pictures, the the where the actual um, drives are kept, the the storage cages. So it only has a certain amount of length there. So if you get some of these massive graphics cards, uh, they could get stuck. But as far as I could see, the the 1050 Ti and the GTX 950 ones like those will fit in that. And um, there's other adapters you can actually get uh if the graphics card needs the the six pin 
you can actually get a SATA and you know those power sources will have multiple SATA power plugs as well. Uh, you can get a SATA plug to get power from it, uh, a converter SATA plug to uh, eight pin uh, or to six pin a PCI Express card power cable. So, yeah, the, the one of those would be handy to to independently power the graphics card because some of those would have you know two, four, six, up to ten gigs of RAM. Depends on how much money you want to spend or more. Um, but you have to get something. There's no point going away spending 600 quid and getting this big, powerful graphics card, and it'll be too much for the computer as well. You want something that will balance with, because it's not a brand new gaming computer. But um, you can get one that will maximize the 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 what you can get out of that motherboard, and they are, you know, they're they can make a big difference. Um, so. Once you pick your graphics card, see if you need that adapter or not. Some of them are low power consumption, so you don't need to plug them in. And other ones then would need the adapter because otherwise it could actually end up um, slowing down your computer. So you have to be careful about what you do. But uh, if you do it the right way, you can make your computer three and four times faster, you know. Uh, And if all those upgrades were done, you'd be faster than a lot of brand new computers, even though it's a computer from like 2013. Um... Uh, it's a very customizable one, so very good. So it's worth doing a bit of research uh, to see, because sometimes your old computer mightn't be as out of date as you think, and uh, there might be a still still a lot that can be done with it uh, to do certain upgrades. But um, best to look with that. Uh, I hope you can do some upgrades. And as I say, you can start off we're just upgrading the likes of the RAM sticks, so and that'll make a bit of a difference. And then, you know, go to your SSD drive, your um, uh, graphics card, and if your graphics card needs more power than the power source, and uh, all those things will make a big difference to increasing the the power and the quality as well. Of course, you can the graphics card. Yeah, um, I don't know. I actually forgot to check it. I think it has a HDMI, uh, but the graphics cards will be able to handle 4K and things like that a lot better um, than um, than the standard HDMI would for sure anyway. So, um, yeah, best to look with that. Uh, I hope that's been valuable information for you. And it, it, it's kind of information that would apply in some parts to, uh, to other computers as well because... Um, and actually, it might be even easier with most other computers because that that uh, the the changeover the, the the adapters and things like that for the motherboard wouldn't apply to many other computers. They'd have a fairly standard one, so it was a kind of unusual one. Uh, but uh, best to look with that. So let's have a look at some of the latest in tech. Um, and it's actually not the latest, but it's going back 30 years. Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, I'd never seen anything like it in a video game. So it's actually 30 years since the... So it makes me feel very old. I, I, I thought I could remember, but I was only uh, nine years old uh, when it came out. But um, when Sonic the Hedgehog came out... Um, it's been 30 years uh, uh, first raced, uh, since he first raced across our TV screens. In the early 1990s, it was Nintendo and its moustached mascot Mario who dominated when it came to gaming. However, with Sega and their new Mega Drive console, uh, they were determined to take on the Japanese giant. They turned to, to, they turned to Tom Kalinske, former head of toy company Mattel, to help. 
Coming up with a character to rival the popular Italian plumber was tricky, even for the man credited with rebranding Barbie. Uh, one of the characters was the hedgehog, but it had sharp fangs, Tom tells Radio 1 Newsbeat. <laughs> uh, the early design sent over to Tom and his team also had very sharp spikes that looked pretty ferocious. Uh, add to that the hu- a human girlfriend called Madonna and early versions of Sonic were very different to what gamers come across uh, across the world of now. The character was toned down, ultimately resulting in the classic version we remember today. Um, Tom remembers being really excited with the final product and knew that they had something special. The character moved very, very quickly across the screen. I'd never seen anything like that in a video game before. Following the original release of Sonic the Hedgehog on the 23rd of June 1991, the game reportedly sold more than 15 million copies and it was Tom's decision to later make it free for every Mega Drive console. All right. Oh, it was free for all. Oh, maybe they gave it away when you bought the console or something like that. But um, they've made movies about it and everything. Uh, short-lived Dreamcast. Three years later came the release of Sega's Dreamcast console. It was competing against Sony's highly successful PS2. And following a decline in sales was discontinued in 2001. Uh, a number of original as well as classic Sonic titles started releasing on the console soon after that. Uh, today, it's not unusual to find Sonic and Mario playable in the same uh, game, but at the height of the 1990s console war, it was unheard of. <laughs> so they were the big rivals. Over his 30-year history, things haven't always gone to plan. Sonic's teeth and why video game struggles, uh, movie struggle. Oh, yes, the design... <laughs> The design of him in the movie was very controversial. They had to literally cancel the movie, redesign him, and then re-release the movie because it was so. It was so. Um, the the initial ads and stuff that were released went down so badly, and he did look very weird. All right, in fairness, uh, the design was pretty poor. Um, so, uh, Deep Mind uses AI to tackle neglected, deadly diseases. Um, So they're using artificial intelligence to help fight diseases. Artificial intelligence is used to tackle the most deadly parasitic diseases in the developing world. A tech company DeepMind has announced. The London-based Alphabet-owned lab, uh, which is Google-owned lab, will work with uh, the Drugs for Neglected Diseases initiative to treat uh, Chagas disease and, oh, how do you pronounce that? Leishmaniasis. Maniasis? Leishmaniasis? Uh, scientists spend years in laboratories mapping protein structures. Uh, but last year, DeepMind's AlphaFold program was able to achieve the same accuracy in a matter of days. There's a few bullet points here. It says one of biology's biggest mysteries largely solved by AI. Protein structure key to, um, key to heart muscle defect. Many diseases are linked to the roles of proteins in catalyzing... C- Catalyzing chemical reactions, which is in enzymes. I would love this is a bit, this is a bit over my head now. <laughs> Fighting disease, acting as chemical messengers, and knowing the three D structure of a protein is important in developing treatments for, among others, cancer, dementia, and infectious diseases. We know about messengers with with coronavirus and everything, which is a messenger de- uh, type disease. Um, We've been excited by the potential for this technology to help fill in some of the gaps in our understanding of biology and accelerating scientific research to enable new, effective treatments for diseases. 
DeepMind AI for Science head Pushmeet Kohli said, The company wanted to focus on underserved and neglected areas. We hope AlphaFold will have a real-world impact on our understanding of disease and drug discovery for communities who are in great need of treatment. So that's good. Hoping to cure the diseases um, of the future. Uh, EU wants emergency team for nightmare cyber attacks. Uh, so there's a lot of that going on at the moment, including here with the HSE and things like that over in America, meat processing companies and uh, power companies and things like that. We're getting hit with uh, cyber attacks, ransom, looking for ransoms and stuff. Uh, the European Commission has announced plans to build a joint cyber unit uh, to tackle large scale cyber attacks. Recent uh, ransomware incidents on critical services in Ireland and the US has focused minds, the Commission said. It argued cyber attacks were a national security threat uh, as incidents in Europe rose from 432 in 2019 to 756 in 2020. Um, a dedicate, and it probably would be going more now because a lot of these companies are paying them and things like that and that will incentivize others to do it. So, But hopefully not and hopefully they'll have new ways of uh, tackling them and protecting people and companies and everyone from being attacked. Uh, a dedicated team of multinational cyber experts will be rapidly deployed to European countries during serious attacks, it says. Launching the proposals, European Commission Vice President Margarita Schinas said uh, last month's hack on US fuel uh, supplies was the nightmare scenario that we ha- um, have to prepare against. Uh, last month, a cyber criminal gang called Darkside forced the colonial pipeline offline for nearly a week causing panic buying and, f- and fuel shortages. Ransomware hackers use malicious software to scramble and steal organizations' computer data, uh, charging victims money to return services back to normal. The US government has also recently formed a ransomware task force, while the UK's National Cyber Security Centre warns that ransomware is the biggest threat, uh, cyber threat uh, to, UK, to the UK. Uh, The European Commission said the ongoing ransomware attack on Ireland's health service is another sign that cyber attacks are a national security issue. Uh, Yeah, So the health service executive in Ireland was hit by a ransomware group called Conti, which scrambled IT systems, uh, causing major disruption to many hospitals. Uh, HSE chief Paul Reid told the Oireachtas Health Committee on Wednesday that it will take months to fix the problem. He said it will cost as much as €100 million to recover and will also have large human costs. Uh, Yeah, so, yeah, it's quite dangerous. And I suppose if they had a group of the best experts in Europe to make a team that can go and tackle these uh, cyber attacks and have best practices of of preventing, I suppose. But I suppose these are are when they've actually happened, I suppose. But... Uh, maybe do some initiatives for um, things to to maybe fund some schemes for prevention as well and upgrading of um, antiviruses and anti-ransomware software and things like that and maybe better levels of encryption, things like that. Um, And I suppose it increased a lot recently because people are working from home as well, so... Um, there was that disconnect from the internal, the protection of a kind of um, internal security that these companies have and things like that. So, um, 
But uh, yeah, hope, hope, hopefully uh, this team will be effective and stop these attacks from happening. Um, Rembrandt's The Night Watch, painting, painting restored by AI. Uh, so this was very interesting. The missing edges of Rembrandt's painting, The Night Watch, has been restored using artificial intelligence. The canvas created in 1642 was trimmed in 1715 to fit between two doors at Amsterdam City Hall. Uh, since then, 60 centimetre, 2 feet from the left, and 22 centimetre from the top, 12 centimetre from the bottom, and 7 centimetres from the right have been missing. But computer software has now fully restored the full painting for the first time in 300 years. AI uh, works through machine learning where a computer is trained by processing existing information. Uh, the Rijks Museum in Amsterdam where the original painting is displayed, uses two images to train the AI. Uh, the first was a high-resolution scan of the original. The second is a painted copy made before the trimming uh, by Garrett London's, which is uh, displayed in London's National Gallery. Uh, rather than hiring a painter for the re- reconstruction, the art was created pixel by pixel in Rembrandt's style using the scanned photos as a reference for the detail and colours used in the original. Our attempt here is to make the best guess without the hand of an artist onto what the night watch would have looked like, Robert Erdman, senior scientist at the Ricks Museum, said. Uh, so, oh, so they painted it. Oh, that's very interesting. I'm just looking at an image of it here. And they haven't like exactly joined it on but i think they've made like a frame around it with that uh, extended part onto it uh, rather than interfere with the with the painting itself they've like uh, just made a frame and added it around as a surrounding around the painting uh, so it's not joined onto it but it's exactly lined up with it uh, the new sides are being displayed next to the original trim painting so that's very interesting uh, and they're not uh, damaging or doing any interference with the with the painting as it is. They're just showing what the extended parts look like. So I like that. I like that. Uh, the images were then printed and mounted onto the sides of the original painting so visitors can imagine the full canvas as intended by the artist. Uh, museum visitors will now be able to see changes including three figures on the left-hand side, uh, two men and a boy, a complete helmet on the right side of the painting, a clearer view of a boy on the left foreground running away from the militia, uh, and repositioning of the painting's composition so its figures are in different places. Uh, So that's very, very good, very interesting. I'd love to go to see that someday. If I'm ever in Amsterdam, I'll try to go to that museum and have a look at Rembrandt's uh, beautiful painting. Uh, The chips are down, processor shortage being uh, felt beyond PCs and smartphones. So we were talking about um, the upgrading the the listener's PC earlier. And uh, secondhand parts are probably (laughs) some of the ways to go at the moment. The only thing is some of them are making good money and it's hard to shop around for bargains and things like that because of the chip shortage that people are using the secondhand market and buying used ones and parts out of scrap machines and stuff because there is such a shortage of chips and new ones and the prices are huge if they can even be got Uh, and this is an article in rte um, uh, business about um, 
uh, where it's affecting other businesses as well, not just uh, computers. Uh, we've talked a bit about um, cars and things like that, but uh, let's see what this says. Uh, the pandemic and a massive overnight shift to remote working that it sparked turned into a boom for electronics makers. Having been in decline for most of the past decade, PC shipments jumped up more than 13% last year, according to the IDC. Uh, tablet shipments, meanwhile, rose by 13.6%. And while Gartner said the smartphone sales actually fell last year, it still replenished 1.35 billion devices in need of components. Uh, that was all initially good news for big tech's bottom line, but it quickly turned into a supply chain nightmare. PC sales have soared as we've moved from working in the office to home working, uh, so there's been a real squeeze in terms of demand. Uh, Dr. Kevin Berwick, lecturer in the School of Electronics and Electronic Engineering at TU Dublin. Uh, but a silicon shortage has ramifications far beyond our PCs and mobile devices. Computer chips are required in an ever-growing array of categories, including wearables, smart home tech, appliances and cars. Yeah, there's washing machines, there's fridges with computer chips in them, and yeah, so all kinds of everything. Uh, you, you often, if you're ever in those electronic stores, you see those fridges with the screens on the front and you can watch TV in them. And it's mad, it's madness, really. But yeah, it's in so many devices nowadays. And with Microsoft and Sony also launching new games consoles this year, uh, you would be forgiven for describing the situation as a perfect storm for suppliers. And so that's why there's still a, a, a shortage of supply of some of those consoles as well. Uh, in reality, though, it was a heck of a storm uh, that made a bad situation for microprocessor makers even worse. Uh, Taiwan is the home of a huge number of semiconductor companies, but there ha- but they had no typhoons in Taiwan this spring and no rain, no rain as a result, said Dr. Berwick, uh, TSMC, which is just one of the companies in Taiwan. They use 156,000 tonnes of water a day, and they're really finding it difficult to keep that pipeline of water going given the drought. A cold snap in Texas also hit production at a number of facilities there, hitting U.S. chip shortage output too. Uh, Producers have tried to adjust their operations in order to react to the demand and the supply issues. Uh, In the early stages of the pandemic, they moved away from chips for cars, in part because they're less profitable, but also due to the reasonable assumption that demand uh, there would slump due to the worldwide lockdowns and travel restrictions. But that has proven to only be a sticking plaster, especially now that demand for vehicles is recovering. The problem for all the industry is that the real situation is uh, to ramp up overall, but that takes a lot of time and a lot of money. Uh, So uh, Ireland is no stranger to chip making from analogue devices in Limerick uh, all the way through to Intel. As a result, people are lightly familiar with the scale and time that is required in making a processor plant. A perfect example that came in March when Intel announced plans to create 1,600 new high-tech uh, jobs at its plant in County Kildare. At the time, it received uh, it revealed that since 2019, it had invested $7 billion in the expansion of the facility with the construction of its new fabrication plant around halfway uh, into its five-year time frame. That kind of cost and time means that manufacturers are in no position to respond quickly to spikes in demand with Intel's own CEO suggesting the shortage could last several years. Yeah, so that's, that's um, it, it's not so uh, 
cheap and not so easy to build these big plants uh, to keep these things going. So um, that's why it, there's a lag there. But I'm sure a lot of it is people in uh, COVID-affected places as well not working and factories not able to work and breakouts and limited numbers and things like that. So hopefully we're on the, the other side of the virus and uh, it's on its way down, you know, the, the the downhill slope of numbers and all that. And it looks to be that way. So hopefully that continues. There is some spikes and variants and things like that, but hopefully they're all on the way down with the new, you know, the vaccines and treatment drugs and things like that. Uh, hopefully we can uh, we can beat the virus soon and uh, hopefully these plants and factories can get back to work again and uh, the chips can start getting produced and we can go back to life as it was before. Next we have an article about um, that negative attacks are outweigh positive on social media. <laughs> uh, political social media posts are more likely to go viral if they criticize an opponent rather than support a colleague or a view from their side of politics, a study has suggested. Um, they criticize rather than support. Oh yeah, so researchers studied nearly 3 million tweets and Facebook posts from U.S. media outlets and politicians and, those found, and found those mocking rivals <laughs> received twice as many shares as those backing a person on standpoint, on standpoint from their own side of the political divide. Uh, the findings of the University of Cambridge study p- uh, published. That's no surprise, I suppose. A lot of it is these anonymous accounts and things like that as well. Um, that no, they have no comeback, you know, uh, and they can just post negative stuff and things like that, and it gets a reaction. Well, that's been going on for a long time, though. Like the the old what's the, the saying in the newspapers from decades ago: if it bleeds, it leads, and all that. Um, and the news coverage it's always been that way the negativity seems to spread a lot more than positivity uh, speed wise and numbers wise and all that but that's the way that's the way it goes I suppose we can only choose to read what we want to read and choose to ignore what we want to ignore and things like that Uh, and to try to remove as much of the negative stuff as possible while not missing out on facts and things like that you know so yeah, it's people are individuals, I suppose, in that way, and they can decide themselves how they how they react to these things. Um, EA buys Golf Clash creator Playdemic for one point four billion dollars. Electronic Arts said today it had bought Playdemic Limited, the mobile game studio responsible for Golf Clash, for one point four billion in cash, in a bid to bolster its mobile gaming portfolio. The company known for its FIFA and Madden NFL video games is buying Playdemic from Warner Brothers Games, uh, a unit of Warner Media that is being hived off from AT&T. The deal will help expand its mobile gaming titles across fast-growing genres, including lifestyle, casual sports and mid-core games, EA said in a statement. Uh, Mobile game downloads ran into billions after the onset of the, the pandemic, uh, as demand for virtual entertainment soared uh, after major public events were cancelled um, to stem the spread of novel coronavirus. EA has been on a buying spree as it sits on a strong balance sheet and looks uh, to scale up by adding more gaming titles. Uh, so that's very interesting. They bought Glue Mobile in uh, February and the UK-based Codemasters in December last year. So 
they're they're buying up a few other companies and things. I was never big into phone gaming. I don't know. I don't know why. I think I have. I do know why. I have big fingers. <laughs> it, it doesn't help. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's hard enough to type. Never mind play a game. I tried some games. And, you know, they have, like, a virtual, like, toggle joystick things. It, it, they don't work at all for me. Um, yeah, so, no, me, I don't have, uh, I don't have the dexterity. <laughs> I don't have the, the, the correct size fingers for, for uh, screens like that. Um, so I stick to the console gaming. Uh, 207, just to quickly go through the last few stories now. Um, 270 Irish candidates apply to join Europe's space agency. Uh, 270 70 applications from Irish candidates among the more than 22,500 people who have applied to become the European Space Agency's next astronauts. Um, during the last call for astronauts in 2008, the number of applicants who provided a medical certificate and finalised their online application was 8,413. Um, between four and six career astronauts will join the ESA workforce as permanent uh, staff members and there will be a reserve of up to 20 people who will not be immediately hired by the agency but will remain with their current employers uh, until a flight opportunity opportunity is identified for them. So um, hopefully an Irish person gets one of those jobs. It'll be cool to have an Irish astronaut. Uh, HTC Vive Focus 3 hands-on the future of VR beyond Oculus Quest 2. So there's lots of different ones. Um, when it comes to he- uh, to headsets, I've been playing a bit of the PlayStation 1 recently. There's a new one coming out. It's good fun. Um, Blood and Truth, I think, is a game like a London Studios-made game. Um, and, yeah, I found that great fun. But, yeah, the HTC Vive is another one. There's, there's a Focus 3 one. Um uh, there's an Oculus Quest, and yeah, and I suppose wireless ones now seem to be the way they're going. Uh, the PlayStation One has wire has a wire on it, so it's not as portable as the other ones. Um, but they're working on another one, so maybe the new one will be wireless, rechargeable, and so if they can recharge controllers and things, and uh, they have a lot more room. Although to be weighty, I suppose, but they could maybe put the battery in the back or something like that, and. Um, have it more balanced or something like that but uh yeah it's interesting uh they're not as much games and stuff being released in vr at the moment it's kind of gone quite that way but they're they're working on a new vr headset but it is an amazing way to game um if it's well done i i had you know some of the ones where you put your phone into them and uh they, they, you'd get kind of dizzy from it because it's not when you move your head around it doesn't move very accurately and it you're, you're out of sync and it, it causes kind of nausea a bit and things like that sometimes if it's not well done but um, when I since I've tried the one on the PlayStation now I don't have the nausea and things like that and golf and things like that it's very it's good fun and you know I, from, I haven't tried other ones but from what I've heard that wouldn't even be in the top you know three or four of the best ones available uh, those purpose-built ones HTC and all those uh, Oculus uh, are, are supposed to be even more amazing and very well done so I'd love to try uh, all the different type of ones but uh, I might do uh, one day uh, SpaceX's Starlink satellite internet uh, service hopes for global coverage this autumn Starlink president says continuous coverage is likely by around September 
Continuous coverage from SpaceX's Starlink satellite internet service is expected to go global by around September. Um, the president said on Tuesday, though, the outfit will still need to seek regulatory approvals. Speaking at the virtual Macquarie Technical Summit, uh, Shotwell said Starlink already has almost 100,000 users and half a million people waiting to use the service. Uh, we successfully deployed 1,800 or so satellites, and once all those satellites reach their operational orbit, we will have continuous global coverage, so that should be like uh, the September time. Uh, that number exceeds Shotwell's April estimate uh, that the company could put around 1,600 satellites in low Earth orbit this year with continuous global coverage possible after about 28 launches. So that's interesting to see where that goes. Uh, I wonder, will they have it here? They'd have to do a deal with each country and things like that uh, about the prices. And it'd be interesting to see what the speeds are and things like that. Uh, but yeah, that's that's all uh, in the future. Oh yes, today is a big day. There's a new uh, Windows coming out today, Microsoft Windows 11. Uh, just as I'm adjusting my microphone, um, the tech giant is offering its first major Windows update in six years on Thursday, which is today. And here's why: uh, the coronavirus has irregularly changed how we live and work. Um, the first new software, likely to be called Windows 11, will have the usual upgrades you'd expect after six years. Early leaks suggest it'll have a new look. Yeah, so from what I've been hearing, I've been listening to a few different tech podcasts and uh, reading a few articles and things like that. It's mostly just looks-wise. It's uh, it's kind of um, made more modern-looking. It's kind of Apple-looking. A lot of Apple users say it looks Apple-looking. Uh, the, there were some leaks of beta versions and uh, different things like that. Um, but yeah, apparently the start button is in the middle, say the bottom middle of the screen. But it's reprogrammable. You can put it back on the left or right or wherever you want it. Um, but it's it's yeah, it's um, a new look and smoother looking and things like that mostly. Um, offering more subtle pastel like color schemes, rounded corners and airy um, alert sounds. It'll have a little widget programs to tell you the weather or uh, track a shipping of a package. Uh, its iconic start menu typically shoved to the left side of the uh, taskbars at the bottom of the screen. At the bottom of the screen will migrate to the middle uh, with app icons arranged in the center next to it. Uh, seemingly inspired by a smartphone, tablet, or Apple Mac computer, uh, but the biggest changes to be will will be under the hood. Microsoft is expected to revamp Windows computers for a new world, where people don't just work in an office anymore and they're at home. Um, might work in their personal computer. They're at home. Might work in their personal computer. Oh yeah. So the yeah. So it'll be like. A home computer will have a bit of business stuff as well built in. So it'll be uh, for kind of both. Um, when Microsoft CEO uh, Satya Nadella uh, teased the new Windows software to app developers last month, last month, he touched on the tone of the upgrade uh, that will be set. When storefronts closed and you helped us uh, reimagine where humanity can go and what we can do, transcend time and even space. It's just the beginning, <laughs> sort of the usual spiel for these big announcements and stuff. But anyway, there's a new um, a new Windows coming out, so that'll be interesting. Uh, it'll be nice to see it. Um, a lot of people are saying it's more of a, like a, a 10.1 or, you know, a 10 plus. 
um, rather than a full uh, massive brand new software but see they have to support so many machines and so many previous versions and things like that that uh, that um it's uh it's uh very difficult to completely rewrite windows you know because they they have a, such a legacy behind them uh marvel avengers bug that showed ip addresses on screen for ps5 players is now fixed uh patch 1.8b is available now uh, so people were playing Marvel's Avengers game and their IP addresses were showing up for people to see. So that's that was bad. But they, they have it fixed now, apparently, and they're asking for people to update their PS5s. Uh, John McAfee found dead in Barcelona prison, authorities say. Reports indicate he died by suicide. Very sad. John McAfee, founder of the company behind McAfee Antivirus, has been found dead, according to reports from Reuters, uh, El Mundo and a few other papers. Um, he was being held in a Barcelona prison and the Catalan Department of Justice Catalan Department of Justice has stated that his death was likely caused by suicide. Lyles for McAfee confirmed his death to Reuters uh, with the New York Times and one saying it was the result of a cruel system that had no reason to keep this man in jail for so long. Uh, McAfee was being held in prison pending extradition to the US since his arrest in October 2020. He faced charges of tax evasion and also had been charged with securities fraud relating to alleged cryptocurrency pump and dump scheme. Uh, Spanish courts had approved his extradition uh, with uh, opportunity for appeal according to Reuters and El Mundo. So they were about to move him to America and unfortunately he took his own life so that's very sad yeah because he was an amazing man in the in the past before all the, the things went wrong you know when he was starting off the the antivirus and things like that but unfortunately he things spiraled for him and uh, uh it was a, a sad end uh to to a previously great man um, the chip shortage will likely get worse before it gets better. So that's just a bit more about the chip shortage again. EU confirm, EA confirms Battlefield 2042 will use bots to help fill its 128-player server. So you could be playing the online game. It's like a Fortnite-style game, but a Battlefield. And if there's only 20, 30 people, they'll fill the rest uh, with AI to fill in for the for the missing people. Um Lenovo made a wireless charger for your laptop. So Lenovo has a new laptop with a wireless charger. Yeah, it just looks like a, it looks like a, a flat keyboard or something uh, that you just lay the laptop on top of and it wirelessly charges it. But it's I don't know if that's kind of unnecessary really, because it'll be mostly staying in one place. And if you're uh, well. Yeah, I don't know. If it's a rechargeable one, maybe. But this seems to have a wire plugged into it. So it's like, I don't know. It's just maybe speed of not having to plug it in and out. But it's like it's the wireless charger has a wire plugged into it. And the laptop is sitting on on top of it, almost beside where the wire could just plug into the laptop itself. So it's a bit strange looking. But it might have a built-in battery uh, that, that you can bring on, bring with you. Uh, but they, they usually have their own battery built in as well. So strange uh maybe it just frees up your USB-C plug as well or something like that but um i'm sure there's something behind it google security changes will break old drive and youtube links uh, old unlisted videos are about to turn private unless you opt out uh so there are some changes coming to youtube um 
number of items stored on Google Drive and YouTube will stop working in the name of enhanced security. Google is changing the way it handles link sharing on both services, so you have to check that out. Uh, Apple may be looking to make a less expensive big phone in 2022. Analysts uh, say the company is targeting a price under 900 <laughs> and that's cheap. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's still kind of expensive enough. And that's pretty much, um, well, I suppose by Apple standards it wouldn't be. But if it's something that you're changing every couple of years or every year, it's a lot. It's a lot all right. Like, um, So, hope you've enjoyed Tech Thursday. Uh, I hope that a listener gets their computer um, boosted up and make a nice gaming computer out of it. So, um Best of luck with that, and I hope you've. Been, uh, I hope uh, anybody else who was listening might have got a few tips for upgrading their own computers if they want to do so. Um, as always, you can contact uh, the show on zero six nine double six two hundred or on uh, by text or WhatsApp on zero eight seven one double six nine eight hundred. But if you want your question answered like our listeners' question at the start of the show, you can email reception one o two at gmail dot com and mark it down for Tech Thursday or myself, Patrick Sheehan. So, uh, thank you for listening. I'll be back again next week. Um, Have a good rest of the week and weekend. And uh, I'll talk to you again next week. Peace. You're listening to Tech Thursday on West Limerick 102 FM. West Limerick 102.